and welcome to Buena Vista, episode 192. I am Ben, and I am here in the year 1996, standing in the offices of Sony Music. Behind me is a whiteboard with two columns of text. On one side is a list of popular alternative rock, metal, and new metal bands, and on the other is a list of popular trip-hop and electronic bands. <laughs> with me is Andrew, who, in a moment of genius inspiration, has approached the board and drawn a line between Korn and the Dust Brothers, and another line between Marilyn Manson and Sneaker Pimps. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hey. I've, had a vis- I've had a vision for the future, or more specifically, just the present for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think something truly magical is happening here. Something that people will talk about for at least 25 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm drawing a line from Marilyn Manson, current artist that nobody thinks is weird, mm-hmm. uh, to, to <laughs> sneaker pimps. It's a real, real peanut butter and chocolate moment. <laughs> uh, also with us is Lucy, who in a flurry of activity has shouted, Eureka! And run to the board to draw a line between Incubus and DJ Greyboy, Metallica and DJ Spooky, and Tom Morello and The Prodigy. Hi, Lucy. I'm, hi. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> this is incredible. Can you imagine what this is going to be like? Uh, we are, of course, here uh, at an incredible moment in history, the creation of the soundtrack to the movie Spawn. <laughs> uh, who among us <laughs> could forget incredible bangers like Trip Like I Do or Kick the PA? Am I right? You That's are so right. true. You're so correct. Mm. The Dust Brothers, they didn't really do anything. They did the Spawn soundtrack, they did the Fight Club soundtrack, and not much else. Really? Nothing else? You know, they were originally called the Chemical Brothers, and then they had to change their name uh, because of the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they named themselves in tribute to the Chemical Brothers, which is very confusing, because that's sort of just like taking their name. Hey, I really love uh, the band... I can't think of another band. What bands exist? The Beatles. Uh, so, in tribute, <laughs> we're calling ourselves The Beatles. Hmm. People will love that. I reckon a really good idea would be to call your band The Beatles, but spelt properly, like without the pun. I guess so. Like, that'd be great. We're The Beatles. Oh, like The Beatles? No. Like The Bug. What if uh, we just did covers of The Beatles and we called ourselves The Bugs? You reckon anybody's ever thought of that? That seems too high level. <laughs> uh, I actually got the idea for doing this from when I previously worked on the soundtrack to the movie Judgment Night. Uh, it was a full a full four years before the current moment in 1997 that we are having, crafting the soundtrack to Spawn. What's uh? uh was that also genre mashups? I'm not familiar with that. Um. So that was uh. So here are some of the combos from the. <laughs> Excellent soundtrack to the movie Judgment Night. We've got Helmet and House of Pain. Oh, oh fuck yeah. We've got Teenage Fan Club and Della Soul. Yep, great. We've, we've got Living Color and Run DMC. Okay. We've got Biohazard and Onyx. Unfamiliar. What? Uh, we've got Slayer and Ice-T. Yep, now we're talking. We've got Faith No More and Booyah Tribe. Oh, wait, no, fuck. I do know this one. This is the one with um, I Love You, Mary Jane, the Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill song. That is correct. There is also a combination of Mud Honey and Sir Mix-A-Lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. Wow. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> Not sure. The Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill one is fucking amazing. That's a genuinely incredible song. I listen to that like once a week. So I think Easy. I think that as as genre mashups go, uh, uh, an even more influential soundtrack. Of course, great movie starring Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Jeremy Piven's hair, uh, and Stephen Dorff. Oh man, this is uh. So Robert Criscow gave this album an A minus, um, which is interesting, just from a Sonic Youth perspective, because Robert Criscow hated their early work. Uh, they're like their first couple of EPs. Uh, they released one of their songs originally under the title I Killed Robert Criscow with My Big Fucking Dick uh, before renaming it to something more tasteful. But it turns out when they do a collab with Cypress Hill, he's on board. Maybe, yeah. He just loves Cypress Hill so much mm. he's willing to overlook the rest <laughs> of the issues. <laughs> Those Sonic Youth-related issues. 
I'm giving two thumbs down to Sonic Youth. That's me, not Robert. Yeah, get him. Get Sonic Youth. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm allowed to do that. Okay, we're a rich tapestry of different people, some with correct opinions and some with wrong opinions, and that's fine. <clears throat> I'll be over here listening to whoever I just said and Onyx. I have no opinion on Sonic Youth, so, you know, this is between okay. you guys. I'll just, uh, the bad guy in the movie Judgment Night is Dennis Leary, which is funny. <laughs> that is funny. Is he good at it? Uh, well, it- I don't know, it was very of the time when they were like, you know how, how he is in like um, Demolition Man? Where he's just like, I'm being sassy. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing some of my bits. I'm about- Dennis Leary. Doing some of my bits. You're telling me we don't have coffee flavored coffee in the future? He says. And everyone just goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching Demolition Man the other day. And I was like, hold on a second. Because they, they, the whole thing is kind of positioned as like, uh, they get frozen and then, you know, they wake up in like a highly advanced version of society where they kind of don't recognize anything. Uh, it's, you know, it's all weird. Nobody swears anymore. Nobody makes physical contact anymore. Uh, everybody's listening to like, jing- uh, like 1950s jingles on radio as the ultimate pop songs. And there's like, for the, for the sake of the plot when they go to fish Sylvester Stallone out of, like, his uh, his cryostasis, there's, like, one old guy in the police department who's like, I remember him. I used to work with him. <laughs> and I was like, how long? How long is the gap between these two things? Because this guy is about 55 to 60 years old. And he's been alive this whole time. I was like... Has Sylvester Stallone been frozen for like 15 years and all of society has completely transformed in that time? I don't know. It's a real it's a real concern that I've never had about the movie Demolition Man before. <laughs> but uh, really? that it's one, never crossed your mind. That one got me thinking. I was like I I kind of assumed it had been a bigger gap, but now it's making it look like Yeah, not all that long. Not that long. You like, know? you think how much society has transformed between uh, now and the year 1996 when the Spawn soundtrack was made? Mm. Mm. Not all that much. Which we all it's, took a big hand it, in. I feel like it's kind of a lot. We, like, really? made the internet and destroyed everything. Mm. Well, like, we had an early version of the internet. everything. Had an early version of destroying things as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> but they were in prototype stages. Oh, it's getting a little bit warmer. Okay, great. We've got a whole other thing <laughs> fucking going on right now. <laughs> Superstorms, you heard about those? Mm. You only think it's going to get hot. You don't know about the snowstorms yet, you dumb fucks. That's true. We were like, oh, global warming, that planet's going to get warmer. Uh, don't worry, not, though. Well, not exactly what happened. I'll just turn my fan up. No worries. <laughs> no problem. It's okay, though. No, we... Superstorms and fires and whatever. Yeah. But we invented oh, Bitcoin. Fires. We got mm. Bitcoin. We do have Bitcoin, so. We got, we got those NFTs, or nifties, as I like to call them, because they're so darn nifty. Have you, uh, DVDs, which I like to call <laughs> Davids. <laughs> that one never took off. <laughs> Going down to the video easy and take out a couple of weekly Davids. That's right. Just sauntering. Why do we never say that? <laughs> sauntering gonna... up to the counter, got any new Davids in? What the fuck are oh, you, you talking about? Oh, you guys got about? this one on David? Yeah, I just prefer the sort of David fidelity. Society would have been better if we decided to call DVDs Davids. Coming soon to home David. <laughs> I feel like I kind of, I feel like I've kind of blanked out in my mind, like how how shitty DVDs were, like just quality wise. I'm going to sound like the exact sort of person that would say this, but I'm going to say the leap from VHS to DVD. Not a huge gap in quality. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Because like when when I got together with the uh, wife of the show, my wife Eleanor, she <laughs> lived in a share house, and they just had like this terrible little TV with a like a TV VCR combo kind of thing. I think it was, and um and they were like, we have six VHSs. Isn't that cute? And I was like, no, it's not. And, it I, and I bought everyone it down. Was. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember them like putting on some VHSs and just just being extremely struck by like, wow, 
There is no, like, colour depth in this at all. Everything's extremely flat, you know, terrible audio. But then, if you go back and watch a DVD, it's like, that sure is standard definition. Yeah, it looks like shit now. It I, looks I also like think shit. it's maybe... I think the problem is the size of our TVs. We were watching DVDs on, like, 34-centimeter CRTs and thinking, holy mm. fuck, this is incredible. And then... Yeah, wow, oh, wow on- there's, no, uh, there's no static. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I've I've done a bunch of movies in like full size cinemas off DVD before, and if you're like not sitting in the front five rows, you kind of can't tell. But if you're like watching something in front of like a fifty inch TV that you're a meter away from on DVD, you're like, this looks like fucking shit. And digital artifacts look horrible; they look so fucking bad. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. Check out uh, either VHS or Blu-ray. The only two formats I will purchase. <laughs> Men be caring about picture quality, you know? It's true. Ladies be caring about... Uh, what do you care about, Lucy? Quick. What do women quick, care quick, about? <laughs> quick, go. What do women care about? I don't know. Question Most of none them of us will to... never, ever know. That's mm. not true. That was actually answered in the Mel Gibson film, What Women Want. What? I believe that was called What Women Care About. <laughs> <laughs> well, women want the things that they care about, and generally, I think what they wanted in that movie was... I think to be to, to be kissed by Mel Gibson at some point against their will, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, yeah. I'd like a version of that movie where it is what women care about, and he's just like, "Damn, she does not even care that this is in standard definition." <laughs> <laughs> so this is a 4K Ultra Blu-ray, and he's like reading her thoughts, and she's just like, "I could just say that I have diarrhea and leave." <laughs> <laughs> oh, diarrhea's acted up. Got to go home. <laughs> She actually cares about how many guns are being fired in the movie. Mm. That's right. More than one, too many, apparently. That's what I'm hearing more and more. What women care about is if it was directed by John Woo or not. (laughs) It's true. Oh, boy. Uh, I wonder if we have any way of getting from what we're currently talking about to some of the things that we have in the notes here. You wouldn't... Expect to see a woman in the 4K Ultra Blu-ray section of JB Hi-Fi. And you also wouldn't expect to see an enormous South American bird in your housing estate in England. Okay. It's a different kind of bird in the wrong place. Oh, fuck. I should have done that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A woman in the 4K Ultra Blu-ray section of JB Hi-Fi. That's just as crazy as a bird in... No. (laughs) You still still got it wrong. Yeah, I fucked that one up as well. Hmm. And I'm going to edit all this out, so I wouldn't worry about it. This was sent, us, sent into us by... <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave that in. Leave that in. No, I'm going to edit that out as well. If you want to do a second line reading um, and stop talking so Andrew can do it clean, here we go. This one is sent in to us by... <laughs> You did, the problem is you didn't use the little the clapper, you know the the slate. Oh, I should have done the slate. Sorry, yeah. yeah. If you could, I'm actually I did a silent count in, but I don't think you saw me doing I, it. I, I neither hear nor see <laughs> the silent count in. <sighs> Go on. This one was sent in to us by a listener, Baza. So this is from uh, the English Sky News, which I assume is as bad as ours, but with more transphobia. I actually think it's not as bad. We have the worst Sky News in the world. That's one of Australia's yeah, claim to fame. You reckon? I do. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, dog walkers warned as 20 giant South American rears rampage around Hertz housing estate. Okay. Uh, around 20 giant South American birds are on the loose in Hertfordshire. With police warning, they have been seen attacking dogs. <laughs> Obviously, that's not funny. If it was your dog, you'd be very upset. But at the same time, it's a bit funny. Also, my dog could fucking kill one of those birds. So, you know. So, I'm looking at a picture of a Rhea, and they, mm. there is a very uh, ostrichy emu type vibe. Yeah, if you would right. like to uh, see a Rhea in action, simply Google uh, Rhea, that's R-H-E-A, and Jair Bolsonaro... I believe that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> and watch that three-image uh, sequence of him being bitten by one. Oh, it's those birds. Gotcha. It's them birds, yeah. They look they look just like if you mashed up uh, an emu and an ostrich, much like mashing up, say, the filter, filter and the crystal <laughs> method. 
<laughs> to create a whole new kind of sound. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for tying that together. <laughs> the rear birds, which can grow to around five feet tall and have a top speed of 50 miles per hour, have been spotted near Maple Cross. Similar to an ostrich, but smaller, the animals are believed to be wild. <laughs> How can you tell? Just running around savagely attacking dogs. I, don't... I mean, they mean wild in the sense of very cool. <laughs> These <laughs> birds are wild. <laughs> you got to love them. <laughs> uh, PC Christian Gottman from the Rickmansworth and District Safer Neighbourhood team said, These birds are certainly an unusual sight on the streets of Three Rivers. That's so true. We want to reassure the public that we are working in partnership with the Three Rivers District Council Highways and our Rural Operational Support Team to come up with a plan to capture and rehome the birds to a suitable animal reserve. Now, the problem is that the British police don't always have guns on them. Oh, yeah, they could have absolutely murked either these birds or each other if they'd been appropriately equipped. They could have done these birds in, in the fashion of, say, a groundhog or a cow, uh, just immediately putting a whole bunch of bullets in them. And if you'd like to hear stories about uh, police officers attempting to put bullets into cows and then failing and putting bullets into each other, uh, subscribe on Patreon. Hmm. If you think you may be able to help with this, please get in touch with us. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any special know-how or tools that will help us catch two dozen giant South American birds. Do you perhaps have a, uh, a lasso or a large net? <laughs> Do you have uh, the power to communicate with animals like Dr. Doolittle? Do you have a uh, tranquilizer dart gun? Bring it in and we will not ask any questions. <laughs> in the meantime, we would advise the public not to approach these animals, as they are very fast, much like their larger counterparts, and can be aggressive if cornered. Uh, unfortunately, we have received reports of them attacking dogs and deer, so we ask that dog owners are vigilant when out walking. Do we... Did we ever talk about on here that news story that was like uh, the the guy just kind of getting knocked over by a kangaroo in his front yard? <laughs> no, I don't know if we did. I, I'm trying to remember if I ever mentioned it, but like uh, when when over Christmas we were staying with my parents and they just had like normal TV on at some point. You know, when you see normal TV for a minute and it feels like you're having a small seizure. Mm, it is awful. Yeah. Yeah. So they had um they had. Uh, like regular news on at some point. I think because um, uh, my eldest daughter wants to like see the news, wants to know what's going on in the world. I'm like, don't. Just, you don't need to see the news. That's been a major problem for all of us, I think. Yeah, I, you can't see the news until you're 18 as far as I'm concerned. Mm. You don't need to. It's not improving anybody's life to see too much news, I think. No. Uh, but anyway, so we had like just a, a normal like, uh, uh, I guess it would have been a sort of uh, rural affiliate of like nine or seven or something doing the news. And they had like a, a African youths out of control story, which I thought was very retro. And uh, they also had a story which was like, oh, this man attacked by a kangaroo in his own yard. <laughs> And this is one of those times that, like, they've just seen a video on the internet and asked the person if they can use the video on the news and then turned it into a several-minute-long news story. Yeah, that, hi there, I work at blah, blah, blah. Would you mind if we use this for the TV? Will you please cede all rights according to this link that I've just given you? Yeah. And the whole video is a, a guy in his front yard, so his wife is filming him. Front yard, which... Like, I think the house had been built recently, you know, when, when the yard is just all dirt and they haven't put, like, grass down yet or whatever. And um, and there's a kangaroo just kind of standing there and the guy goes over to it and he's, like, hold, I think he's holding a beer, uh, going over to it and is, like, trying to pick up some, like, a, a stick or something just to poke the kangaroo with to make it go away. <laughs> and the kangaroo just goes, oh, and, like, hops past him knocking him over as he bends down to like pick up another <laughs> stick and he just kind of topples over and his wife behind the camera goes oh no <laughs> and like keith keith no and it was really one of those classic situations where it's like they they were describing the kangaroo as like squatting on their property 
That's <laughs> not. It was like, no. It's literally just an animal that is like standing in your yard. It's literally just vibing. It was just Leave vibing. It alone. You could have just been like, hey, there's a kangaroo out there. Oh, well. And gone back to having your breakfast or whatever. But instead, this guy's like, oh, I better go out there and deal with it. Yeah. Uh, someone around here's got to take care of this. I better. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want that kangaroo to be standing on my dirt for too long. Uh, Look, I don't. I don't want to turn this into a uh, segment of us describing videos we've seen on the internet, but you remember from last year that guy that got fucking murked by the, uh, the dolphin while he's on a stand-up paddleboard? No. <laughs> but that's all it is. There was a guy on a stand-up paddleboard. There's a beautiful pot of dolphins, you know, enjoying the waves. They're the same as the man. And then one of them comes out of the water and, like, shifting its body sideways, hits him clean in the solar plexus, knocking awesome. him the fuck off the board. <laughs> awesome. It's the most, like, and you know dolphins are all psychotic, so did it 100% on purpose. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> and, like, you've not, on a stand-up paddleboard, you know, you're not bracing for anything. You're just sort of standing there. So this guy's just gone flying off, cartoon style. Absolutely beautiful. Wonderful. Like, you couldn't be mad either. Like, you're not going to get up and be like, fuck you to the dolphin. You'll be like, ah, you got me. Got me good. You got me real good by barreling your, I assume, about 100 kilo body directly into mine. Uh, but yeah, in this case, it was just like, kangaroo's just standing there. You did not need to go out and attempt to like prod it. No. Uh, Don't prod kangaroos. That's I would official advise advice. against it. Not just because yeah. it's rude to them, but I would <laughs> advise against it for your personal safety. Not just because you, Lucy, respect all animals deeply. That's right. But also, it's because it could, like, rip you open from mouth to anus. <laughs> sure could. If you've ever seen kangaroos kicking each other, just ask yourself, would you like to be the one being kicked? And I think the, <laughs> the answer is no for most people. But, like... <laughs> it's a no for me. It, it was just... It was very funny to see this news report where they were attempting to cast it as, like, um, this... A kangaroo was illegally camping on my property and I had no choice but to attempt to confront him and I then was attacked and the actual video is just I went outside and tried to start like hitting a kangaroo with a stick and then it just knocked me over because I'm an idiot I, I gave this kangaroo a move on order and then it became began resisting arrest and then it assaulted me that's right uh so same thing for the rears like if you see one don't think to yourself what if I were to corner this large bird <laughs> this extremely large this bird five foot tall bird perhaps attempt to put it in a headlock restrain it in some kind of you know effective way uh maybe i can take its back get into a leg hold of some kind you know it's probably not going to happen just leave the giant birds alone leave the big kangaroos alone uh leave all that kind of stuff alone I feel like this article is deeply incurious as to why 20 South American flightless birds are roaming the streets of, where are we, Hertfordshire? <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to... I feel like we've talked about Hertfordshire before. I know we've talked about... Actually, I think we have. I feel uh, like there's been some other kind of animal disaster in Hertfordshire. That's not the place where they have, like, the drive through Zoo. We were talking about like the monkeys tearing apart cars and stuff in a, a little drive-through <laughs> safari. Uh, oh wow! Oh, no uh, one of them has been loose in Hertfordshire before seven years ago. Uh, I could have sworn that when we were talking about that emu, it was also Hertfordshire, but I think it might just be it was from the Hereford Times. It might just sounds... be that every name in the UK sounds relatively the same. Oh, look at me. I'm from Cotswolds on Bobbles. That's the <laughs> name of the place that I live, and I think that's normal. And I say the full name every time when I'm talking to people. I'm from Trent on Stoke. Not a real place. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Just leave that one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I get it now. <laughs> anyway, time to move on to... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Last year, the long-necked bird was spotted walking between cars on the A12. <laughs> Just hanging out. There's a giant bird on the A12. What a place to live. That just seems I would like more information here. I'm craving someone being like, yes, for some reason we have uh, a feral population of South American flightless birds. And instead they're just like, oh, they're probably wild. 
living in some Thorpe or Hamlet somewhere. Strange. You know how these things just pop up? Yep. Yep. You know. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Well, must be time for a bit of Robot Watch. It's not only incredible how many segments we have, <laughs> but it's incredible that we have a theme for all of them. Huh. Mm. They all end with watch. <clears throat> that might be true. I've not looked into it. Won't be looking into it at all. Uh, this is a press release from the University of Southern California. Or USC. I believe <laughs> people call it locally. Yes, I think that's correct. Not to be confused with USC. The University of Sunshine Coast. Oh. Hmm. Have we talked about this before? What's the difference between the Sunshine Coast and the sun, Sunny Coast? The Sun? I'm <laughs> sure we have. I'm there certain that we have. No difference. Those are the same place. I don't like when I see them described differently. It's which Just pick one. Pick one and stick with it. <clears throat> Go to the Sunny Coast, mate. Yeah, nice. People, people are not very nice to machines. The disdain goes beyond the slot machine that emptied your wallet, giving a lot of agency to the slot machine, man. <laughs> and it's targeting you. <laughs> Remember when that slot machine pulled a gun, pointed it at you? Beep boop, give me all your cash. <laughs> a dispenser that failed to deliver a Coke. Yeah, that fucking grinds my gears. These, these are all very specific. This... <laughs> I'm sick of going to my local vending machine for a Coca-Cola and not getting one. Or a navigation system that took you on an unwanted detour. I'm Mm, getting a picture here of a rider whose sat-nav took them to a casino. Uh, (laughs) Where they spent all their money on more chilies. Lost lost, uh, their whole paycheck on the slots and then, uh, absolutely furious, went to get themselves from a Coke machine that turned out to be broken. And now they got something against um, robots. Just picturing them standing there, hand on the glass, that you had a bad day, so <laughs> And they march straight to the University of Southern California. <laughs> I've got a fucking paper to write. Get on this. <laughs> Yet, USC researchers report that people affected by COVID-19 are showing more goodwill to humans and human-like autonomous machines. Ugh. That's because we were all going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No other reason. Quote, the new discovery here is that when people are distracted by something distressing, they treat machines socially like they would treat other people. We found greater faith in technology due to the pandemic and a closing of the gap between humans and machines. <laughs> Haven't seen we that We started yet. fucking robots. <laughs> the closing of the gap is uh, doing that thing where you yawn and then you put your arm around them and sort of sidle over. <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling kind of tipsy right now. Are you feeling kind of tipsy? <laughs> Beep boop. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling so crazy. Anything could happen. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, I don't like the name of that. Uh, so that was a quote from Jonathan Gratch, senior mm. author of the study and uh, the study and director for virtual humans research. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about a real doll. The findings, which appeared recently in the journal iScience, Little I, Big S. That's uh, like a like a little. You remember iPods? Do you remember those mm. iPood T-shirts? <laughs> sure do. Now that's comedy. <laughs> that is comedy. Hey, uh, I put an extra O in there, and I've put a silhouette of a man on a toilet. Uh, pretty good. People under the age of. I'm going to say, what do you reckon the youngest person that recognises an iPood t-shirt is? Oh. 28. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I reckon. I'm going to be slightly more generous. I'm going to say 26. If you remember seeing an iPood t-shirt in the wild and you are under the age of 26, uh, please call us. That number is 888-842-2357. Let us know. Uh, there is a... Andrew, do you want to say what the actual number is? I was hoping you would correct me. Um, I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, there is a, a an Asian restaurant in Melbourne named Ifo. Pretty. Ifo. Well, 
I yeah, saw. but it kind of doesn't mm. work if you say it like that, you know? Yeah, it doesn't, huh? No. Clearly, they're clearly marketing to Australians with this. Clever stuff. iPod, iPad, I don't know anymore. Coffee flavored coffee. <laughs> the findings, which appeared recently in the journal iScience, come from researchers at USC, George Mason University, or Moo. <laughs> and the U.S. Department of Defense. Oh, no. Awesome. Oh, Dope. Okay. This is oh. terrifying. Now. I love to get an article from the U.S. Department of Defense about why everybody is respecting and loving machines more than ever. I'm just saying, if you tell the U.S. Department of Defense or USDOD uh, that a pandemic will make people trust robots more. Huh. Okay. Mm, you know, okay. I'm just... All right. You're picking up what I'm putting down, 5G, Microsoft, microchips, you know? Bill Gates of hell. FEMA camps. Um, Death panels? Green Jade Helm, Operation Jade Helm. I feel like everyone Mm. really went off the death panels thing. Yeah, I was probably distracted by um, the Illuminati symbols and the, the blood... Thing that what's her name did that lady that I hate, uh, Hillary Clinton. But, hmm? Yeah, sorry, Hillary Clinton, yeah. <laughs> no, the what's the inseparable artist woman? The artist is present. Um, uh, a Abramovich. Yeah, Which, sorry, oh, I could be wrong. In studying human machine interactions, the researchers noted that people impacted by COVID 19 also displayed more altruism both towards other people and to machines. They showed this using the simple dictator game which has been used in other studies as an established method to measure altruism. Is this just the... Like the... Sta- the, the dictator game. Is this just the discredited Stanford experiment all over again? <laughs> I don't actually know what it is, and I could have looked into it while I was doing the notes. I would hope it's not the Stanford prison thing. No, I don't think it's it is. Every, every, uh, so this has been... I'm looking at it yeah. here on the Wikipedia. Uh the dictator game is a popular experimental instrument in social psychology and economics, a derivative of the ultimatum game, which, of course, we all know. The term game is a misnomer because it's not fun. No, just, uh, the term game is a misnomer because it captures a decision by a single player to send money to another or not. Thus, the dictator has the most power and holds a preferred position in this game. Although the dictator has the most power and presents a take-it-or-leave-it offer, the game has mixed results based on different behavioral attributes. The results, where most dictators choose to send money, evidence the role of fairness and norms in economic behavior and undermine the assumption of narrow self-interest when given the opportunity to maximize one's profits. I don't understand. And that didn't help at all. That's also false. Like, what are you... Are they saying that people are financially altruistic? Because it is objectively untrue. (laughs) So, the scientists selected people who had been adversely affected by COVID-19 based on measurements of stress and then enrolled them in the role-playing game with a twist. In addition to engaging other people in the exercise, the subjects also engaged computers. That's right, you got to fuck a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Unexpectedly, the people affected by COVID-19 showed the same altruism towards computers and human partners. As the participants were increasingly distracted with coronavirus concerns, they became more compassionate towards machines. This is a terrible study. (laughs) This is strange. They're playing a game and they put the computer on as well. And I don't feel like that's a, like, the people are being altruistic doesn't doesn't mean they're being altruistic to a machine because you've got the computer bot playing it. I don't... I think they know it's a computer. But even then, it's just, I feel like that's more of a reflection of how you're feeling, how you're playing this game. It has nothing to do with whether it's a human or a computer. I think you should actually test this by having people who have and have not been affected by COVID-19 walk through a supermarket past one of the little spill I'm machines. seeing that mm, fucking yeah. spill yeah. bot. And if you walk past and you go, if, if they walk you, past, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. then they're normal. Oh, interesting. The participant didn't mutter, fuck off, you robot cunt. <laughs> hmm. And you were affected by COVID? Interesting. I fucking hate those things. And I hate, oh, I hate yeah. getting <laughs> into the supermarket <laughs> and having my two kids go, quick, let's find the robot. <laughs> That was yeah. the worst. That's I was f- adversely affected by COVID, and then I came to Canberra, and one of the first days I was there, I had to see that fucking robot. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> it's 
This dumb smile plastered on his face. His stupid fucking face. Well, oh. I mean, you had to go into hotel quarantine, which is an ordeal. Mm. So that actually probably made you more predisposed to like the robot. So imagine how viscerally how you would have hate, fucking how much I would hated, have hated it. him. Yep. You would have just been like unscrewing its outer casing and just ripping out wires. <laughs> Destroying him. Oh, it looks like there's been a software fault here. Go to hell, you little shiny bitch. It would be so fun to destroy one of those with like an aluminium baseball bat or a sledgehammer. Mm. Oh, so especially great. if he had little things where he was like, please, no. <laughs> help, help. I am a living creature, please. As all of his like uh, little interno- internal servo fluids come out, spill detected. It's just like the little screen and it's doing the bit from the end of Alien. <laughs> just the head. <laughs> hate those things. The study findings are consistent with previous research that shows disasters often bring out compassion in people who feel compelled to help. During the COVID-19 pandemic, people grew more dependent on machines to purchase products online, work remotely from home, take classes, or gain manufactured personal protective equipment. Are they just talking about going online? I don't feel like doing internet shopping makes me like robots more. I also don't kind of... I don't feel... Like, that's the same thing that they are kind of painting here, which is having an increased dependence on your interactions with a machine. Like, your your increased dependence is on, like, companies who are running supply chains to deliver things to you shortly after you order them over your phone or computer. Like, that's that's where the reliance is happening. I, I guess if you're like one of those absolute freaks using fucking Alexa or whatever and being like, Alexa, order me more toilet paper. And then an Amazon drone launches it through your window 24 hours later or an hour later. You'd be like, Alexa brought me toilet paper. I love you, Alexa. <laughs> God damn. I, I think we, we got a free Google Home Mini at some point. And um, maybe I need to just throw that thing in the trash because one of our kids has been having like, uh, she's been like blinking too much. You know, when your kids do that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Parents yeah, right. know the- what I'm talking about. You're like, stop, hey, save some blinking for the rest of us. Everyone knows about the blinky sixes. I, I, I don't know which daughter you're talking about. And I also don't know how old your kids are. So, uh, so this is the seven-year-old and... She, so and she's been um she'd been like blinking a lot and talking about her eyes just feeling like irritated and we were like huh maybe she needs glasses maybe there's something going on you know but nothing nothing like external to look at she didn't have like super red eyes or irritate like visible irritation or anything um but Elna took her to the optometrist I think and they said yeah she just got like really dry eyes some people's eyes just just get too dry uh, so you need what you ne- the human body is so amazing. It's so useless. It doesn't work. So we are currently giving her two rounds of eye drops at multiple points in the day. One of which is like a you know like a saline type thing, and the other of which is like like lubricating eye drops. So so they're like it's, it's like slippery yeah, water. They're, for no, they're eyes. like they, they don't have water in them. They're like an oily-based sort of thing. Oh. And then uh, then we're supposed Is to it, give her eyelids the- a massage to help stimulate the, the glands in your eyes that make tears and stuff. And we're meant to be feeding her oily fish. Okay. Why did I start talking about this, I wonder? You said I don't know. about this because you have a Google Home Mini. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, we've been talking about... <laughs> Thank you. We've been talking about uh, fucking eye drops, and now I watch something on YouTube on the TV. What am I getting ads for? Fucking eye drops around the clock. And it's just another one of those times where it's like, I have never received an ad on like YouTube or a banner ad or anything before. Also, neither of us like, uh, you know... Neither of us looked up, like, eye drops or anything on the internet. You Uh, haven't been Googling special eye medication for dry eye daughter. We, like, Elna took her to the optometrist and then just walked to the chemist and bought the thing. But we had been talking about it in our house and now we're getting fucking slammed with ads for eye drops. And I'm like, isn't, 
Oh, doesn't that make me just love robots? Doesn't that make me feel reliant on machines and love them so much? Well, you've not been affected by COVID, so. That's true. That's so true. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite thing about uh, targeted advertising is this has also been happening to me recently with uh, headphones. I was like, I need to get some new Bluetooth headphones. And so I looked at some and then I ordered some and then I received them. And now all of the ads that I receive for the rest of my life are going to be for wireless Bluetooth headphones. You just got to start needing something else. You got to break the cycle. Yeah, but they only ever show you the ads for something after you've bought it. It makes me so mad. The, uh, the other day I clicked on a targeted ad for bowling shirts and now I'm getting tons of ads for bowling shirts. That's pretty cool. So sometimes it's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's nice. It's comforting, you know? Someone cares about me. Someone knows what I like. And those are some good-looking bowling shirts. <laughs> well, according to these people at USK and, uh, and Moo and Ustod, uh, this indicates it's possible to encourage goodwill towards machines in other ways, perhaps including machines that express emotions or cultural clues, just like... The spill machine in the supermarket that smiles at you when you walk past. Yeah. <laughs> Don't slip. It's weird I that they he... made it whisper when it says that. It's very strange. <laughs> Hello, customer. I think I'd like him more if he had more expressions. Like if he saw a spill and he had a frown on his yeah. face. Ah, oh, like... fuck. What if it saw a spill and went, ah, oh, fuck me. It's a fucking another one of these shits. Fucking. <laughs> I'd love Which that. of you cunts broke a fucking vinegar bottle in aisle five? Yeah, because he's well. He only has one expression because it's just like a panel that is like one hundred percent lit up LED stuff, and they've put a sticker over the top of it with the the shape of the eyes and yeah. the mouth cut out. It is incapable of changing expression. I hate it. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he's feeling. I I think they should just give him like really bad low level small talk. Like every time you walk past, he's like shopping hard or hardly shopping. <laughs> My, my wife trying to hold, hold Milk, me back nice. in the supermarket. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Never talk to me again. People notice that the robot only talks to women as they're coming through. Hey, what are you looking for? Can I help with anything? How you doing, love? <laughs> You're buying moisturizer, but you look radiant. You don't need um, it. <laughs> nappies? I never would have guessed you had kids. <laughs> Is this for your sister? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the study raises concerns. For example, nefarious programmers could design machines to look and sound more human to gain people's trust and then defraud them. That's quite a bow that you are drawing there. Yeah, but I mean, considering it's the Department of Defense working on it, I assume this is what they are working towards. Yes. Just trying to make... Hopefully. (laughs) We're making robotic second-hand car salesmen. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I've just gone back to speak to the manager. Wait a second, that robot didn't talk to the manager at all. <laughs> it probably would be a net gain to replace property managers with robots. Yeah, they'd probably feel more, am I right? Fuck property managers. Yep. yep. Then, like, it's it's okay for you to just scream at them all the time? Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be great if you could punch your property manager in the face. Just as p- You should be allowed to. Yeah, and if it has to be a robot for me to be able to do it, then so be it. Oh, dear. Well, I um, oh, yep. I had a, an inspection this week, like my first, because I've only been here for, I don't know, three or four months or something. And um, I didn't hear back from them, which is fine. Like normally, uh, you know, sometimes they'll be like, hey, can you not fill your garage full of flammable materials that are precariously stacked and i'll say no fuck off but Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's fine except uh they probably should have because my uh smoke alarm was down i'd taken it down because my kitchen gets smoked out really easily and i'd move to somewhere else so the fact that there should have been something they should have like noticed and made a complaint about because generally they'll like send out a fucking smoke alarm company if there's something even slightly off about it uh the fact that they should have contacted me and haven't is making me really paranoid are they spending a week writing an extremely angry email? Who knows? What's going on? If you know what's well, going on, <laughs> let me know. Good luck. Thanks. I'm sure much. it's fine. Renting fucking sucks. I hate it renting. It sucks so much. 
Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Also, it wouldn't have hurt if they would have been like, oh, I love how you've decorated your apartment. That would have been nice. You know, I they think gave that would me, be nice. It was an ugly apartment that I think I've made quite nice. I would have liked some positive feedback. Positive feedback. Yes, if you know what's going on uh, with Ben's property manager at his rental, please contact the Punta Vista hotline. 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista hotline. 1-800-317-515 That's the Punta Vista hotline. You can send us an email. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook. But we don't really check the Facebook. Yes. Andrew, how long did you spend on that? <laughs> Been thinking about that one for a while. That um, that for me feels like it falls exactly in between an outcast song and a morphine song, <laughs> which I didn't <sighs> think was scientifically possible. It's very impressive. I'm just picturing your wife being like, Andrew, please spend some time with the children. <laughs> no, I have to no. lay down four more vocal tracks for a theme song for my podcast. I have to do all my hooting in here when they're out of the house. Right, this would be pretty embarrassing, I need to right? Get bothered doing my my takes of my falsettos in here. <laughs> that was beautiful, Andrew. Oh, thank was. you. Uh, well, well done. and it's, I it's... forget that you have talent sometimes. Oh, thank you. Wait, uh, time <laughs> to check in on the Bunta Vista hotline and see what kind of things people have been sending to us. Because uh, hey, we're hearing reports that the times we live in make people feel nicer about machines. Let's see if that's true. Hey, Bruce here. Uh, I was just listening to a recent episode where Ben was saying he couldn't be fucked to use his uh, CPAP device. And I thought you might like to know a few facts about a CPAP device in uh, the States. Now, my CPAP has a 4G thing built into it. Uh, it is a modem. It's always on. And uh, generally, it is sold as an idea. It's like, oh, you can send your sleep records to your doctor. Uh, and if that were the case, then it could plug into my Wi-Fi, and that would be fine, right? Uh so the reason it's actually always on and not on my Wi-Fi is because it's not for the benefit of you. It's for the benefit of your insurance company. Uh, the 4G will send the sleep data to uh, the provider of the device, and if you are not using it, then your insurance will stop paying for it, and then you'll be on the hook for your medical device, even though you have insurance. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the, uh, the most efficient economic system in the world where we build... Um, <laughs> tracking software into CPAP devices that makes them more expensive and uh, the most free country in the world where you're free to be on the hook for it um, because you can't be fucked sometimes. Uh, I hate this country with every fucking fiber of my being. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's why they're all a fucking grand each. Yeah. Fuck you, America. Death to America. De death to America. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> death Do to I America. Have to say that? oh, that's what's death up. Death to America. That's um, what's up. We're gonna get no. We're gonna get in trouble for that one. We're gonna get murdered by the CIA. Or by I'm or by kidding. ISIS for, for stealing their bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever gets to us first. It's a real race against time for the CIA and ISIS. Yeah. Hey, have you guys heard this? They're doing our material. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking yeah, I was mad. really enjoying the episodes I listened to so far <laughs> until I got to this point. <laughs> ISIS is just really enjoying the Punta Vista podcast. Oh, uh, so here's a letter 
to the old mailbag. Uh, <clears throat> just listened to episode 190, and Andrew made a comment about, quote, wanting to feel the beans on his chode, end quote. Mm. This opened up the age-old debate of the definition of chode. Among my peer group, the accepted definition of chode is, quote, a penis wider than it is long, like a tuna can. But it seems Andrew was using the less common and arguably incorrect definition of chode being synonymous with taint or grundle. I would love clarification whether Andrew would like to feel bean dip on his taint, or if he did sire children with a tuna can penis, no judgment, that he would also <laughs> like to feel bean dip on. Thank you, friend of the show, Kathleen from Pittsburgh, PA. Kathleen, I need to clear this up. Uh, unfortunately, I was raised in a very backward community where chode was used to refer to the taint or the grundle, the undercarriage what? area. The gooch, if the you gooch, will. The gooch, the perineum. If we want to get scientific. Uh, and we do. And we do. <laughs> this is a science communication podcast. We do. As I grew older and I went out into the world, I started to learn the error of my ways. <laughs> when you went on your you- room springer. <laughs> <laughs> started asking people to check out my chode. And then we... Uh, oh, but it was your gooch. It was my gooch the whole time. How embarrassing. That was the most embarrassing That part. is embarrassing for you. That's awful. Yeah, and so, as you do on a first date, as you say, yep. "Honey, would you like to check out my chode?" Seen, seen this chode? <laughs> no, please don't look at that. I meant my gooch. <laughs> uh, uh, although I would say that, in addition to that, you do have a tuna can penis. Uh, look, I'm, I didn't say yes or no to that part, hmm. but uh, a tuna can—that's very descriptive. It is, isn't it? Well, squat boy, you know. Mm. Certified chode, yep. Certified chode. So, uh, so yes, occasionally mm. I do fall back into my old ways and inadvertently describe uh, the taint as a chode when really the gooch is just a gooch, you know? Yes. I'm sorry, did you need agreement on that point? I guess so. Yeah. I'm going to assume that I was not present while you were talking about feeling bean dip on your gooch or tank. Well, it wasn't being dip. It was about a professional stuntman who had decided to sit in a bath full of beans uh, in order to support his favorite local taco restaurant. Right. So it was actually normal when you said it. Is yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. No. This wasn't him <laughs> expressing a uh, well, a desire unprompted. No. It, to <laughs> okay. be, to be specific, when we did see footage of the guy doing it, he was sitting in like um you know like the waders that fishermen wear, where they like come up to sort of like above above your stomach, and they're like the mm-hmm. the big rubber long pants. And he was wearing those and sitting in there. And I'm like, are you really sitting in the beans? You know, if you mm-hmm. don't feel them okay. on your on your chode slash gooch. Oh, all right. It all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Hello to the degenerates uh, of the Australian comedy boot podcast, Vita Vista. Uh, my name's Dean, I'm one of your patrons. Um, I'm calling to inform you that I will be issuing a malevolent curse uh, upon Andrew and Theo and uh, especially Ben. Um, I am invoking powers, both profane and ancient, to bewitch your persons, and again, mostly Ben's, um, because at frequent intervals of the past eight days, where I could have been thinking on almost anything in creation, uh, I am instead remembering the Stewie Griffin impression uh, you played us in the bonus episode, Carnival of Holes. Um, yeah, remembering this provokes in me the same violent revulsion that, I, that it did the first time. Uh, I'm dimmed with time, um, possibly even worse. Uh, yeah, Elder Destruction is too good for the likes of you, and frankly, if I could figure out how to summon some kind of trickster demon, I would. Um, Lucy's, of course, exempt if she wasn't involved. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. As uh, doing so has activated the curse, and I'm looking forward to the next episodes. Love, Dean. Alright, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I don't want to ask for the Stewie Griffin impression again. We can play it a second time. Andrew, do you reckon you can find that clip again? Is there anything funnier than a Stewie Griffin impression, though, really? I mean, you're going to love this one. All right, so Lucy, for your reference, when we were talking uh-huh. about uh, Carnival Cruise Lines and we discovered that yep. the uh, the people who work in the, like, forced fun squad, um, they actually perform in all of the different venues on the cruise liner, which includes, like, musical theatre um, and they have, like, a comedy club. 
and like with the brick with the oh. brick wall behind them and everything. And here's a guy, the Punchline of Comedy Club, open mic night, doing his classic bit about what if there was more than one cruise director. They're not only going to have one, but two different cruise directors. Can you imagine what a day is going to be like of announcements? Beep boom. Well, a very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your cruise director, Stewie, and I want to give you a nice rundown of some fun ship activities going on today. Make sure you join me in the theater for my big love and marriage show. It's going to be the funnest show you've ever seen all cruise long. All right, well, I'll see you then. Bing boom. <laughs> That's... There's the infamous there is. two cruise directors bit, and for some reason, one of them is Stewie Griffin. They, they, I'm sorry to make you revisit this. I'm- yeah, I don't think you're sorry. You don't sound sorry. <sighs> I enjoy that curse. So to <clears> to <throat> listener Dan, can you please update your curse to include Lucy? Uh, I thought so it was sorry. listener Dean. <clears throat> I think we're having a classic Dean Dan situation here. Gotta hate it when that happens. Uh, let's see if we got anything left here from another listener who called in to the Buenta Vista hotline. Hey guys, uh, it's Brian. I'm from America. Um, I was just listening to the recent episode where, uh, Andrew and Theo were talking about bears again. And, um, someone wrote in with an email about how they grow, they grown up, uh, learning about how to deal with bears in the wild. And uh, it reminded me, I, I grew up in Alaska, and we also had to watch bear safety videos in uh, in elementary school and middle school and high school. And it was always the same video. Um, I think it was from the 80s or something. I don't remember what it was called, but we watched the same thing, you know, four or five times throughout our schooling. And uh, part of it was about how to tell when a bear was being um, aggressive versus defensive. And there was one line in the video where <laughs> the host said something like, um, if the bear starts eating you, it is no longer acting defensively. And that was how you knew that you were <laughs> supposed to stop playing dead and start fighting back was if you were uh, actively being consumed. Anyway, love the show. Mike. Normal country. <laughs> it's a normal way to live. <laughs> Hot tip. For our listeners, uh, if you are currently being eaten by a bear, that is the time to start trying to get away from the bear. Is that true of all species of bear, though? Yes. Okay. If the bear is eating you, things have gone wrong somewhere along the line. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Keep that in mind. Uh, If you're in a sort of bear situation, that could be any kind of bear. Polar, brown, grizzly. Honestly... People, Co- oh, probably Kodak. probably not a sun bear because they are funny. Sun bears are very funny to me. Oh, the the little Japanese ones. Yeah, I see them at the zoo sometimes, and they just walk around doing their little funny faces. You see them at the zoo sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like when I go to the sometimes zoo. when you go to the zoo, or <laughs> when you are sometimes going to the zoo. Both. Mm, you don't yeah. you don't always see every animal every time you go to the zoo. You know, I do. I am a completionist. Well, you know what the problem is, is that uh, you don't have kids, so you probably go to the zoo, what, once a year max? You telling me my fucking problem is I don't have kids? I'm telling you your problem when it comes to attending the zoo. <laughs> Canberra Zoo is so expensive, man. And that, it's pretty good, though. Well, that's why, uh, so we have a family membership, which means mm. that you can go as many times as you want. And when you can go as many times as you want, you can actually just duck down to the zoo for a little bit, you know? I guess you dip. could do that. I feel like that might be weird as a single woman to just just pop down down to the zoo every now and oh, again. Oh, you got look. It's got an aquarium on there too, and you can go and like touch some starfish. It does and stuff. they got some big old fish in that aquarium? You do that gigantic John Dory that's in there. Oh, it's horrifying. Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. Ugh. Um, sun bears aren't Japanese. I'd like to issue an apology to the sun bears or to Japan, to the nation of Japan, and also to friend of the show, the sun bear. Uh, I've just put a... Halactos Malayanus. Um, I have just put a picture of some sun bears in the chat if you would like to see what they look like just strolling around. And this is, of course, an audio medium, so 
Um, Perhaps you'll just have to. Well, I, I would like Lucy to describe oh. the picture of a bear that I have just put into the chat. What is this in the chat? <laughs> this bear is apologizing. <laughs> this bear has been caught doing something not horrible, but something embarrassing. Just did a big fart audibly, and then you walked in. It's gone, oh, I didn't realize you were there. Yeah. Or this bear has also possibly been caught masturbating. On his boss's desk. He is completely naked. So, <laughs> being a bear and so not knowing clothes. But um, that, that's how I would describe this bear. So, like, sun bears, are, they're just kind of skinny. They've got this uh, fun little marking on their chest. And they just kind of cruise around on their back legs looking really weird. Uh, and I like it. I'm into it. All right. Little, little goofy, goofy freaks. They got like a... They look weird. They got like a human's body. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, well, uh, that and maybe like... Oh, I don't like this bear. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're too thin for bears. I think... They're too I think thin. Is maybe they're the issue. very thin. Uh, if you have time, if you're not currently driving a car, or if you are driving the car but no one can see you, uh, maybe take out your phone and just Google sun bear. Take a look at some pictures. Have a bit of fun, you know? And I believe that is about all we have time for on this episode of Bunta Vista, a podcast. It is one of them, yeah. Of all the podcasts in the world, it's one of them. Hey, thanks for choosing us. Thanks for choosing this one among however many other podcasts you listen to. You could be listening to Radio Lab. You could be listening to 99% Invisible. You could be I listening only- to Oh Yeah Dude. But are these real podcasts? I only listen to one podcast. Yeah, this one. Which one? It's called Black Box Down. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's that about, Lucy? It's about plane crashes, and yeah. it's, I've found a podcast I like, so just be happy for me. I'm you know? so happy for you. Beautiful. Well, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>